One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. The TBS Championship is getting the big push. The big push. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast AEW Collision Edition with me, Laurie Blake, because Luke Owen has taken a day off, and the Professor Dan Layton. Uh, every time we talk about Collision and we think about the people called the Colliders, I think of that Leona Lewis song, Collide. Do you remember? Ooh, oh, when we collide, we come together. No, that's Matt Cardle. That's Matt Cardle's, That's a different that's, that's Matt Cardle's version of a Biffy Clyro song, That's exactly right? correct, yeah, Which yes. wasn't called... That it was called Many of Horror originally. Yeah, but you can't have a Christmas. These are the facts you come to the Collision <laughs> podcast for. Look, I mean, there's not loads of like narrative things to talk about on Collision. Lots of great wrestling, mm. but we have to fill in the hour somehow. And I think X Factor winners yeah, conversation. Sorry, I've got, also, I've cut you off about Leona Lewis's song. It just it, it, it goes. We can collide. We can collide. We can collide. It's a lot of colliding. Mm. You know, that's what I think about. Is the sound loud enough for you guys? Yeah, tell us. Tell <laughs> us uh, the best way to check. Yeah. We also like we because with it we've been left in charge. We weren't sure whether or not we were doing the stream right. So Dan tell us I, if we're it turns out that Dan and I have half, both have a different half of yeah. the puzzle to get a podcast up and running, which I assume <laughs> we are up and running. There, there, there's a basically, chat. yeah, like there's a chat running. I can do the I can do the thumbnail and the YouTube backend stuff, and Dan is capable of putting it live uh, in slobs. So. We we assume we've done it correctly. We don't know. For a while, there was the wrong thumbnail on it. That was that's on me. That's my bad. But we should probably start talking about collision because people are probably screaming at their screens, going, "Why aren't you talking about collision?" Mod Mother says we're plenty loud today, so that's all good. That's yes, it. let's do collision. So we're going to talk about uh, the main event to start us off, which is going to be our main topic. If you want to join in the conversation, get your ultra chats in by clicking the link in the description down below. We'll be reading out the ones that are above a certain value. That yeah. So I don't basically, know. so okay. I so I, I can I can do this. Bit. Go on then. I, I, I've grown up enough to know this bit get in your uh, ultra chats link below we'll be reading all of them out over the five us dollar amount we uh used to call them no mega chats because this was a show where kenny mm. omega wasn't allowed to be on yeah and obviously dynamite was omega chats it was a good bit of comedy but then now that rule has somewhat been lifted given mm. their sucks so um so i think last week it was it was either bang bang chats which is like fine yeah. i really enjoyed stark's remarks the stark's remarks get in your stark's remarks get in your stark's and we will read remarks. all of them out over the five us dollar amount get we'd love to hear landers. what you have to say chatlanders chatlanders that's it there we go you've done it chatlanders 
because we are talking about the main event of this show, which yes. was Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker in Britt Baker's homestay. Homestay, home, home, home college. Home college, home field advantage. Very that lots part. Of, lots of Penn State yeah. chants going on. But the idea, I think this was this is something quite interesting because Chris Statlander defended her TBS title against Jade Cargill in a winning contest on yeah, Rampage. Yeah, on Rampage. Um, and then pretty much immediately goes into a match with Britt Baker, which yeah. is kind of one of the, the running stories throughout this was that Chris could have been quite worn down from her mm. contest with Jade but it seems like in in sort of the vacuum left by a certain Mr. Punk that AEW's <laughs> course correction here is to like let's build up the TBS title as something that's actually like a kind of a huge prize for people because yeah. I think the TBS title was for so long been linked to Jade Cargill that like it's kind of moving on to this, moving on to it being the the bigger, like a, a prize in the women's division that, that people actually are vying for. And Britt Baker is a, a great example of someone coming in who has a lot of cachet mm. in terms of being a previous AEW women's champion yeah. and looking at this belt as a prize to be won. Mm. And then this whole uh, match ends with Julia Hart also watching along. On the rafters, and, just giving yeah. a little... Great nails. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Great. She's outfits on point for mm. Julia Hart all the time. Exactly. But yeah, it's this thing of like, this is now, this it now seems like they're trying to build this belt back up as something that like is going to be competed over. Mm. Statlander's getting a big strong push to make her seem like a really legitimate champion. Like this was a, this was a close competition. Yeah. Admittedly. Like, this yeah. was a very, very close fat, close fought battle between the two. Britt almost had it won mm. with a lockjaw at one point with Chris gets basically a roll up. Uh, yeah sort of get out of it but it, it doesn't make chris look weak because we've just seen her go against cargill like the night before yeah i mean so it's interesting for me because uh so to pull back the curtain a little bit we were talking about what we could have as the lead for this show because collision is very much becoming the show where wrestling happens rather than the show where like big storyline developments or big angles go down there's a lot of really good wrestling going on and continuing build and development it's a nice saturday night viewing program um and one of the things that i was i was talking about in the office was that uh, now with the news that we're potentially going to like 12 pay-per-views a week uh sorry 12 a week <laughs> could you imagine 12 pay-per-views a year <laughs> think how many belts tony khan can <laughs> he loves it 12 a week uh 12 pay-per-views a year um on max um so you might see for instance a grand slam which we've got coming up this week that might be a pay-per-view mm -hmm. you might see a winter is coming they've got a lot of those shows that they just do on dynamite that might become a pay-per-view on hbo max now just simply max um it's you could do far worse than building up uh prestige on your belts to make it's something worth fighting mm -hmm. for every month so that way you don't have to have because we know like tony quite likes his like long uh, drawn out, mazy, roundabout way of storytelling. He's not so much on the direct. Um, this is what it's going to be, and, and and sometimes there is no build at all. And Luke's not here, so I can say that without being told off. Um, <laughs> but that's that's it's an in an interesting thing to do to go. Okay, well, I, I'm going to take this belt, which has sort of even on Jade, there were no real challenges, and no mm. one saw it going anywhere. Uh, really impressive that Jade holds it for a really long time. But when it's a brand new belt, and you are defending it against people with no build and no no mm -hmm. name cachet or anything like that it's why the tay valkyrie feud was such a a big one that you felt like this might happen because you know it was someone with with pedigree um it's it's interesting then to put it on statlander and have her do the kind of orange cassidy fight forever kind of like champ doesn't lie down open challenge thing and put someone like Britt baker in there who is uh aw original one of the faves like mm -hmm. you know a, a good wrestler 
um, and have it be a contest. You were talking about um, Chris Statlander not looking weak in in the amount of offense she took and Britt looking strong in defeat mm. and all of those things. I think I've all I've found recently with Gunther, and we've spoken about it on the Raw Review a lot, squash matches are all well and good. Yeah. And the idea of being able to look powerful by just dominating your opponent and bashing them around a little bit is fantastic. If you can um, show vulnerability and power and strength to overcome it, face or heal, it just puts you as the champ or you as the competitor over in a mm. much more solid way. And in the case of a champion, it me- it makes you look like someone who is, it's going to take something extra special to overcome. So even your best challenger has to be on their A++ game. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's really effective way of booking your monster. I think on that as well, like the, I think the thing with the TBS championship before was the TBS championship basically was putting over Jade. Yes. Rather than Jade putting over the belt. It's the and I think what they're title, doing, and yeah. I think when you're saying like, when, when, it, when it's a back and forth contest and the champion has to fight really hard to remain mm. the champion, you get that feeling that they're digging in a little bit extra mm. because they want to keep the belt. They yeah. want to stay as the champion. It's not a stepping stone, even though it's a mid-card title. It's not the stepping stone to a world championship or mm. to something else. I'm fighting for this one mm. because I want to keep it. I desperately want it. And it's value. Whereas Jade, I think sometimes with Jade, it felt too much like it was like, well, she's really strong. She she squashes people. Yeah. So the, the belt is just an obvious adornment that goes along with that. And that's not to, like, I think that completely works mm. um, when you want to build a star. I think it's obviously a bit of a shame that they, AEW put so much investment and time into building Jade, who's now obviously gone from the company. Yeah. So that 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 sort of return investment. Good bit of business on the way out though for them. Yeah. I thought I thought really classy way to handle her leaving to give her a a, a big return and a, a match uh, in the main yeah. event of Rampage. Yeah. Rampage, sure, but like it was still yeah. a, a main event match. They gave, they didn't just bury her on the way out or just pretend she never existed. Exactly. They kind of made a point of saying we're going to close this little loop. I thought that was really, really and you get really and nice. you get to take some of the shine from that into yes. the you know you get to sort of take some of the shine of Jade comes back she wants to go for the belt again mm. we do the big finale and we get to sort of take a little bit of that rub and put it back into the TBS championship yeah. where it needs to be take it off her yeah. as she leaves the company exactly and, and then you yeah. then you then you have you know Chris coming to a match with Britt Baker who mm-hmm. you know it's a big deal Britt's on home home territory going for this title um when she's been an AEW women's champion she loses the match here in you know a roll up basically yeah. To get out of her finisher, mm. which seems like it would have had the match won, were it not yeah. for this kind of like it, this scrappy fight from Chris to remain the champion. But you get this lovely moment at the end of the match where Chris raises Brit up out of the out of the corner, yeah. raises Brit's hand, and Brit's eyes the entire time that this is happening are still on the belt. Yeah, like the focus remains on this championship and it being meaningful again. Mm. Like people actually want to win this. Yeah, to your point about making it feel like something desirable. Yeah, the idea that she's like seconds ago lost, but new. I mean, what, what, like the, I wrote some of the sequences down towards the end because you had a Canadian Destroyer, Angel Wings, and a mm. Stomp, and had a stat kick out of that. Now, I, there, there's a part of me, I don't like that many near falls. I, as a wrestling fan, mm. my personal taste, I'm like, oh, I don't, don't overdo this. In this scenario, it was working for me. Um, and then to have those things, to have, it, it, as in it put over stat as someone who, even though all she's been through, she's fighting for it and she is a cha- fighting champion. She's going to win it. To get the lock draw on, which is pretty much a, a game changer, a game ender, could have been at all in, uh, were it not that Soraya got a, a 
in in the the conceit of the match a more painful pin uh submission maneuver on a different competitor yeah it was because if i'm not wrong it was brit with the the lockjaw on shida while soraya had whatever they're calling the pto these days on tony storm mm -hmm. and it's just that storm tapped first um Either way, the lockjaw is a very painful looking maneuver. I, I've always loved the fact that it's got basis in her in her job, like yeah. you know. But the, the other thing about it is, it kind of ties her and knots as well to get it on. Yeah, exactly. The idea being that your opponent can't escape. For the opponent to then use that in their advantage and roll you up, and you can't escape their roll up. Yeah. Because really, a pin is three seconds. All you need is hold their shoulders to the mat for three seconds, and it sounds like. That's why. Do you remember um, a couple during the pandemic? Uh, in the Thunderdome, uh, Drew McIntyre pinned Randy Orton with a backslide, mm. and people were fuming about it. It was a world title match. Yeah. It's a perfectly legitimate wrestling move. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And so I like the fact that this 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 was a better version of that, which yeah. is where you, you build to the roll up, and a roll up wins you the match. Yeah. It's like somebody tripping over the drop down, though. Like, yeah. You don't you don't you don't do that. It's like no, it's don't. literally the basics. It's your basics. <laughs> so I I liked the fact that it, it it again it made sense. It's like she's all wrapped up, so she's trapped, so she can't get anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's smart. It shows the champ is smart. It shows the champ has paid attention, and and we see it actually elsewhere in the in the show, an example of when wrestlers work together and they learn each other's moves. I, Flipping love that. Mm. That's one of my favorite things when they start to pick up tips on how to defeat your opponent when you've maybe lost to them before. Um, so I just I thought the whole the whole presentation of the contest buildless in many ways. And yep. sure, it was happening because Brit was in her hometown and yep. Brit's one of Tony's favorite action figures and all of that stuff. Mm. It remains to be seen how it's going to go. I just think that we're in a really interesting period of AEW history with all the conversation around all in and all out happening so close together build no build the idea that collision was going to be the separate show with a real world champion on there versus dynamite with the actual world champion yep. on the other building this and st starting the tbs title ironic that it's on tnt but you know we'll <laughs> look past that dynamite's on tbs so surely that should and that should whatever the idea that this tbs title is being built up to be on par with the women's title or mm -hmm. like to be a, a prize worth fighting for as we're looking down the lens of perhaps a more consistent regular build which when you look at grand slam and wrestle dream coming up i thought in this show you had example of what seems to be more consistent building programs mm. i'm just really interested by these choices that are being made in the wake of punk's departure I well suppose. i think that's it is that it's the mm. sort of mad scramble to find the new story now mm. because like collision in the first few weeks of Collision, it was so obvious that there was one story yeah, in yeah. the thing. And then, there, then there was like a bunch of guys that CM Punk basically liked having matches. Mm. And they were and and a they bunch were, of great tag and matches. And they were good matches. And I think we've seen a lot of stuff kind of flourish out of that kind of, mm. we're just going to give people the chance to kind of put themselves over. Like Bullet Club Gold, I think, are just doing fantastic work currently. Yeah. Like they're so funny and interesting and they're just really getting mileage out of that. Andrade's been able to sort of build himself back mm. up from like where he was left before he went out for a bit yeah. like you know Ricky Starks I'm so Ricky, high on Ricky Starks is coming through like as like one of the main draws yeah. of Collision I think but like you, you kind of got this and then now you're getting the insert of all the other parts mm. of AEW and trying to work out how they slot in I think stuff like this where you're going okay well this is this is an AEW be branded belt 
Yes. Right? I think that's the other thing that's really important about this kind of like pushing the TBS championship as something that's important, desirable, and wanted is that you've got all these other belts knocking around. Mm. Like you've got every match graphic on this show had a belt in it. Yeah. Like next week, it's like this person who's the NJPW Strong champion versus Mm. the the Ring of Honor world champion. It's belt, belt, belt. And it's it's just like belts, belts, belts. Everyone's holding a bloody belt in this company. Yeah. So it's important to delineate which ones are the really important ones. Special. Which ones are so special? And you do that by, you know, you've got, because you've got um, FTR out here doing open challenges for the uh, AEW Tag Championships. Mm. You've got people doing that with the Ring of Honor belts. You've got that, mm-hmm. like, all these other belts are getting a lot of spotlight and shine, but they're just being trotted out as like, well, we're just building them by the champions, defending them. Mm. And they're doing that with the TBS Championship. But the fact that people are, like, coming, the, the caliber of the people coming and having matches mm. is, like, quite different here of like when it's jade back to back with brit that's yeah. so different from ftr kind of taking on like workhorsemen yeah exactly next. people who are like cool they're, they're, they're yeah. interesting i'm sure fans will pop for that but they don't have the name cachet yes of these that. like former champions basically it's the same thing with like and and it's the same thing with the inter- international championship where it was built so much over a period of time to the point. Cause remember when it came in, it was a bit of a joke. Mm. Like the international title was a little bit like it was called all Atlantic. It was a bit yeah. odd. The presentation of it. I, I Are just, you one of them foreigns? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a belt? <laughs> it was very odd. And like the, 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 the portrayal of it was very odd. So then over a period of 32 matches, I don't actually know how long it was, but a very long period of time, mm. it was built to the point where it ended up being the main event of, one of their major pay-per-views. Yep. Um, so it can be done and it can make it matter. The way it's followed up necessarily with Mox, I don't know whether or not I, I think that's still to be seen. I don't think that's mm-hmm. something we can really comment on just yet. But um, ultimately, as you say, you need to... If if everyone has a belt, then the belts don't feel special. Yeah, It needs to be a prize. It needs to be something worth fighting for. Something Mick Foley wrote in... Um, Foley is good uh, was that when he won the championship and he was in first class he thought it was a mistake and then the F's just kept coming on the first class and it was because he was champion and Mm. I've always remembered that as this kind of thing of this idea that you win the world title suddenly you're flying first class everywhere Mm. you make a little bit more money there's got to be a reason other than prestige like People hate it when I do comparisons to real sports, but I'm gonna. Um, but like, because and I especially can do it on AW, and I can especially do it on Collision because that's the point of Collision and, and AW. They always like leaning more into that mm. real sports world. If you get into the top four of the Premier League, you get into the Champions League, which means you get an extra pot of money. And if you get through the Champions League stage or, or Wimbledon, you, mm. the further you get through Wimbledon, you get more money. You get more money. So there's an incentive. It's not just a case of glory. That's that's good enough. You want that kind of mm. glory. Like, but there's a reason that CM Punk, who had a match with with a great match with the Undertaker, left because it wasn't in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Like it's more that it's the prestige, but also it's the pay packet. Um, and I think that there's something really like. Oh, oh, and the Champions League example is a really good one as well because in the Premier League now they've added an extra spot 
to the top five you can get in the Champions League. I hate it because I'm like, well, it's just handing out participation medals. You're fifth in the league and you get to go in the Champions. I already think four is too many. It's the Champions League, not the person who's in fifth place league. So you want to build these things to the point where they feel like a prize. You want to make it feel worthy rather than just a participation ribbon. Um, and oh, sorry, I glazed over the football chat. How <laughs> very dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. I like sports. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's that. So that that's why I was really like impressed with that closing shot, which is like stat the fighting champ. You really gave it to me there. You're a, you're a strong opponent. Hold your hand up. But she's she's like grateful. It wasn't a handshake hug. Like wow, thanks so much. It was a I ain't done with you yet. Mm. It me- it makes it desirable, and I'm really into it. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dan, do you want to read some ultra chats while I fix the microphone so I'll note that I've just seen? What's happened? Someone's been messing with our game. I wonder. We need to turn the mics down. That's different. Normally everyone says they're so high. Anyway, I'm going to go right into the ultra chats. Uh, Buzzkill says, uh, I love this main event. Britt Breaker and Chris Statlander rule, and if I hear one more person tell me Britt can't wrestle, I will Pittsburgh sunrise them out of existence. Yeah, I agree. I mean, all you have to do is watch this match i think the the division has had you know um and i think that's clouded people's judgment of how how good these are the, the question has never been the talent the talent have always been 
of a quality. Um, it's just about giving them the booking. Kid Cutty, meanwhile, says, of course Tony Khan was going to give the belt a push as soon as a black talent loses it. Same thing with Scorpio Sky in uh, SCU and with the TNT title and Hobbs and Jade and the acclaimed. Just directionless wins with mostly no story and I'm over it. I mean, that's, uh, that's you know, uh, there, there are certain things that in my position I can't speak to because of my life experiences and others spot things that, that sort of we don't. Um, but yeah, I do think there is something in, in um, the power that Jade was given uh, as this dominant champ, dominant champ, dominant champ. And then it kind of, I always said that the ending of the belt, the Statlander coming out and just pinching it off her after a match felt really cheap to me. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, that's a really, really tricky one for me to sort of like, I appreciate your opinion. Thank you for sharing it. I can't really speak to that because of my life experience. Does that make sense? That makes sense. You know, you know what I'm trying I to say? Absolutely makes sense. Um, but, you know, thank you very much for sharing. Matt Hennessy, Tony pushing his women's division. I'll believe it when I see it. Unless your name is Britt Breaker, Jamie Hayter, or Jade Cargill, he doesn't care. He never has shown to care when he is asked about the lack of time or matches the women get. He just promotes future shows. It's why when people say Mercedes Monet should sign with AEW, I laugh and say it will end badly because while WWE's women's division has its issues, AEW is in a worse state. Put it this way, heading into SummerSlam, we had four women's storylines. And while, yes, two of those matches got moved to payback, more than AEW does. All In had no story, a random four-way for the title. Do I have any faith that women's division and TBS title will be pushed? No, because we've been here before and been burnt before. Um, this is something that I've spoken about on Raw. I don't know if you saw the All In press conference. Mm. Uh, and I've spoken about it in Collision as well. But basically what, hap- what had happened was um, Tony Khan was asked and, and pertinent to your to the uh, Kid Cutty's comment by one of the, by one of the only women in the room and the only uh, woman of color in the room mm. will we see more women's matches yeah. in pay-per-views and tony's response was well we've got uh, ruby soho and statlander at all out uh, i think we just we've just booked that haven't we, we haven't announced that but that's that's going to be on uh, and you know we've got loads of talent here miro and hobbs aren't on this card so you know some sometimes it's, yeah, trying, yeah. it's trying to book the perfect card and, and you know name two men <laughs> that's it tony you've named two men and the answer to that question was so bloody easy which was just yes yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. We should, yeah, and I yeah. should work harder to make sure that yeah. we get. Even well, if you're even lying, you, don't, you don't even have to say that. Just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. Um, so it is one of those things where, yeah, I do, I do, I, you know, I don't work for him, so he's not going to have a go at me. But like, I feel like he prefers playing with his boy action figures more than he prefers playing with mm. his girl action figures. Well, I think it's telling also that this, you know, we're, we're trying to build a mat, we're trying to build up this championship, mm. seemingly uh, here. But this is the first women's main event of Collision, yep. and it's just. Thrown together. Yeah, and the, and again, uh, Grand Slam coming up, which is a show I think has had a really decent build. Yeah. We had a whole tournament for the men's title. Uh, the women's have a four-way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one four-way on Dynamite, and then you go. And there's all of this talk about it being this rich tradition. I think that the four women's four-way matches should now just be called a rich legacy match because there's this meme online of people calling it the rich legacy of fatal four-ways in AEW history. It's just lazy booking. Um get get all of them on the card in one match so i don't have to book more than one mm. um it is a, it is a problem it is a problem and i think that we hopefully but the thing is it's, it's a problem now and we've identified that it's a problem we keep the heat on them when they do take steps to fix it it's like gently encouraging them. cool thank you very much that was a good main event and I, they had a good uh, 12 13 minutes for this main event um and only a small portion of it happened in in uh, pitch from pitcher which is a shame i always think mm. in every match uh, but that's just the way the show goes um so hopefully, you know, there was a, there was a, the work being done by Tony Storm on her character, which we'll get to. 
the work being done. Um, I even think Soraya is doing better in promos lately. Yep. I think I think Willow is incredible. Um, the work being done in ROH, Athena's mm. Athena's really great. Billy Billy Starks is really great as well. Um, and then uh, oh my god, there was someone else I wanted to highlight for for praise. Um, bad form that it's gone right out of my head. But um, oh Lana, yeah, it was CJ CJ Perry who did a, an amazing promo the other week not on this show deeply irritating probably not even signed to the company still doesn't have a name uh now i'm seeing that more part of a story rather than just being a, dip, a, a bit of disrespect mm. but um there is so much talent yeah they have so much talent it's just about going okay bit by bit allow them and there is a perception and here's where i'm going to point the camera to you oh, i'm sorry i'm talking i'm aware okay. monologue. you're all good I'm going to point the camera at you and all of us because there are people in the comments of, of this channel and all the way online and cage match and, and all over the internet wrestling commentary at who basically say women's wrestling isn't as interesting. Mm. There is a perception. And now part of that comes from the way that it's been presented for decades uh, prior to Stephanie McMahon discovering women. Yes. And so um, there's a lot of things to, to unpack. There's a lot of, of work that needs to be done to undo these thought processes that the the wider community have to have them ultimately presented as what they are which is talented wrestlers who do a good job and be received that way it's on all of us yeah. that's how i feel i think things like tony storm getting over with this new character yeah. and that being like a thing that people are really grasping onto that obviously like the whole uh chin up tits out thing <laughs> yeah. really yeah. like broke out of the bubble as yeah. well of like you know just people who watch AEW that took over the kind of like of twitter and all that mm. kind of stuff like people were talking about that at length online and i think the more stuff like that happens that's when you get out of you break that kind of mold of like well we just focus on one or two people or just one match like i think the sea change in wwe for the women's division really came when becky lynch kind of broke out as the man because mm. it, it allowed a lot of you know it, it sort of moved it moved the needle past just like they loved charlotte and they loved Sasha, mm -hmm. and that was a bad it yeah. on WWE for a long time. Becky comes in, breaks that kind of breaks out of the you know what WWE were sort of doing. She forces with, their hand. She forced their hand in a way that you know they were going well. Ronda's the next. Yeah, Ronda's the next big thing. Mm. And Becky came along and did something that sort of shook that all up. And I think Tony Storm's probably doing that same thing for AEW, where it's like you know we can do well. Chris is the champion and you know chris is tbs champion and and brit's going after that or whatever but tony's over here doing something brilliant and we've done we've obviously got soraya with the, the world championship and all that stuff but like you need to kind of have people building up and making a name for themselves in the small amounts of time that they're given mm. and i think tony storm is doing a fantastic job of like limited screen time yeah. in shows like that promo package for her was 45 seconds to a minute mm -hmm. And it's so good. Mm. And the, the the interview with Renee backstage was that. And I know Tony Storm's obviously someone who has actually been given a lot of time in AEW yeah. to get over. But like, this is a big change for her. Mm. And she's making it work. And I think the more people do that, the more confidence you can give somebody like Tony, who's probably just in a very business mindset about the whole thing, slash wants to play with his boy action mm. figures. Like the more you force his hand, the more he has to kind of listen to the fan the fans saying like we want this and this mm. is really funny and more of this please like what I, watch tony, I watch tony storm saying tits all day yeah every day like <laughs> i'm happy for that it's what tony storm was always uh not tony storm cody rhodes was always told was like rattle the cages yeah it's one of those things of like this is this this is the situation we have it's on us to demand give divas a chance happened you mm. know the, the idea the reason we have this in the main event is because someone held a sign in the crowd that said book your women's division better please mm. like 
bit by bit by bit, we have to force that change through. Um, it'll happen, but it is on all of us. We'll hop back to Ultra Chats in a minute because we're going to get on with the rest of the yes. show, starting at the top with the promo section, mm. where everyone just got a little chance to sort of just yeah. say some stuff disjointedly into a camera for yeah. a bit. Is How do you feel about this? I'm not sure I like it necessarily. Okay. Like, I think it's got like, it's got, a, it does have a real Saturday night TV feel to yeah. it. Like, it's got like a real pre game show thing where they like, you know, sometimes on some game shows they used to do like, I'm this person and I'm going to win this thing tonight. And then they would have the title sequence. Yeah. That's what this felt like. But I get it's like, it's a really good kind of onboarding device, mm. uh, you know, to, to basically tell people that like, well, these are these people, and this is going to be important on this show. Yeah. I think it's quite nice of like if you think you're if you think you're going to have sort of a transient crowd who mm. are just like I'm watching TV on a Saturday. What's this wrestling thing? Yeah. And then to open your show with a bunch of people just cutting like quite intense down the lens promo mm. stuff to like build a bunch of matches in the show. I think it like I wasn't completely sold on it. Yeah. But I can see it working. It's become quite beloved because yeah. it's, it's a part of the show now. There's, there's a uh, one of our colleagues in a, in another company who does the list of uh, ups and downs for the shows, mm. and um, they always give it an up. And, yeah. I, and I get a little bit like annoyed by it because I'm like, well, it's just you might as well give them an up to turning the cameras on because this is part of the this is part of the show now. Yeah. Um. It's and it is pointing to that Saturday Night Main event kind of energy. It's it's yeah. pointing to that. It's like almost like I'm imagining everyone's like, oh, it's on, it's on, it's on. Like gather around, gather around, gather around, kind of thing. Um. I, I, I'm quite charmed by it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, there, were, there were loads this week. Normally it's there's like, only about four. Yeah, this was it. This was, It's like everyone got a chance to yeah. speak. And also it was like multiple people in each one. And yeah. they were, So like the first one was Claudio and Brian opening the show. Uh, Claudio said very little. And then Brian cuts a promo on Stark saying he's going to shove his fist down Ricky Stark's throat. So yeah. fan fiction is coming to life. <laughs> Big Bill and Starks then uh, respond saying that Bill says his boots are still soaked with the blood of Moxley um, and more uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Blood is going to be spilt this week. Stark says there's no place for glory hogs on collision. They're going to prove that they're the face of collision, which I think... You've got Bill doing a lot of this. Feels, yeah. Actions. Yeah. Feels like it's a thing. Then Chris Statlander said, uh, you know, she's still sore from her main event the night before and has a disadvantage to Baker, mm. but she's going to she's gonna fight her way through. Baker says it's the first women's main event. Baker does all the promo for like, hey, you know, this match is happening. It's the first women's main event. Yeah. Um, time for me to come home with the TBS Women's Championship. Then we get John Silver saying that they didn't read the contract, the acclaimed. <laughs> so it's not going to be a match with Evil Uno. It's going to be a match with him. Then uh, the acclaimed say they've been the trio's champs for 20 days. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're going to beat that ass because everybody loves the acclaimed. Mm. I think it's like, it's a fun way of yeah. opening the show. But I think maybe I think, like I think the brevity. barrage of it is like, yeah, yeah. you just need, you just need a couple. Like I just want, I you know, it's that thing of like which, which ones are the really special ones here that we should really focus on? Because I actually would have preferred in this to just have given more time to Chris and Britt, Britt. who haven't had any build. Yeah, and just think... like really focus in down, like focus down on that. I think the silver stuff and the acclaim stuff is really funny, but that could have just been a, 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 like segment. a nice little beat in the show yeah. that you could have just had. Like, because this is the thing. Also, like doing all these promos up front is a is is a is a device that you're not using later to mm. give the audience a breather between what is a show that is mostly just wrestling matches. Yeah. You know, there there isn't very much of the rest of the wrestling sphere in this specific show. Mm. There isn't a lot of like in-ring promos. 
or if they are, they're only like, you know, a few minutes long. Um, there isn't a lot of like backstage drama or mm. other storyline stuff. This is really like a balls to the wall All action out, yeah. based wrestling show. People just come out, they do matches, they go to the back, next blooming match yeah. every single time. So the promos being all front loaded, yeah. you actually you you sort of break the rhythm of the show that way. I feel like opening match, main event, that's it mm. for me. I think that this was a weird one where there were more than normal. Normally yeah. it's just a thing I really like, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then so then we had Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus Claudio and Brian. This was a typical tag match, I would say, in which Big Bill cut the ring in half and worked over Brian for most mm. of it. I think there's some really nice stuff in this with... I liked Claudio coming in and not being strong enough to take on Bill. Yeah. Um, there was some good, like, test of strength stuff where he sort of got taken down to his knees and everyone and the, the commentary did a really good job of putting over the fact that it's like not many people can outpower Casanoli, but like he then he fights back up and he keeps going for the fireman's lift and he can't get Big Bill up for like the whole thing. And I love I love wrestling matches where they manage to build like just hitting one move is like the most important thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there there was I think Luke always brings up one of the one of the Keith Lee matches where the whole thing was just about a suplex. Mm. And like I think it's really fun when you can do that with just like one spot. You just you just know it's not you know it's not the finish. It's not anything major, but it just it feels like kind of a notable peak in some of the drama that you're building mm. throughout your match, right? To sort of go, okay, well, we're going to do this fireman's carry at some point, and you know he's going to hit it, but it's just another little thing for the crowd to always just be invested in and pay off on, and they just find all the different ways of it not quite working. Mm. Like he finally gets him up at one point, but Bill fights out, and it's like every little hope spot. It's closer and closer to that moment where he's going to hit it. So interesting. I'm sorry. Just as you were talking about all of that, it just made me realize um, Claudio is the heel in the story with Eddie Kingston, but he's the face in this match with Starks and yep. um, and Big Bill. And this is something we were talking about last week in terms of the like the gray area that exists with the Blackpool Combat Club because mm. Mox was over as a, a baby face last week because it was in Ohio. And, yep. and uh, here Claudio is is... A heel but playing the baby face of the can he hit the fireman's carry is he strong enough to get big bill and big bill is demonstrably healing cutting the ring off all of mm. that stuff um taking the rest shades of gray shots on tweeners, the outside yeah, there's all, all sorts of stuff in the starks and start i mean starks hits a blow blow not to give a spoiler for a, a project we have coming out on parts of unknown soon enough but um we've had conversations recently about wrestlers and the phrase tweener and liking mm. and disliking tweeners and there is something here where I'm like, pick a lane, situational babyface and heel for me doesn't really work. The heel here is absolutely Ricky Starks, who has been doing such a good job with this turn from uh, the start of Collision, really, right yep. the way through here. He's been doing so brilliantly, really excellent. Situationally, we've lost Punk, so we need to shift Brian to babyface. But for this tag match to work, we also need to bring Claudio over as well. So like, I, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated by the kind of inconsistency there. It doesn't feel character driven. It feels situation driven. Yeah. Um, and it's only in, in you saying that that I was like, oh, yeah, that was happening. Because I was buying into the 18 uppercuts that are wearing yes, it down so yeah, that he can yeah. ultimately get him on his on his shoulders and do the do the fireman's carry. It was really, really nice uh, piece of uh, plotting. Mm. But it doesn't make sense with the character now that I thought about it, with the, with the alignment of the character mm. there, rather. Um that said, I've really enjoyed it, so I don't know what I'm complaining I about. I think sometimes you just got to go with what the audience yeah. are going to do, right? And I think that's the, you know, that's the big thing here. If like you just sometimes just have to establish your characters in a way 
that the audience is going to react to. And here, when they knew that they wanted Starks and Bill to be booed, mm. you just had to, you just have to let Claudio and Brian like play goodies. Yeah. In the same way that you know, in Chris Statlander and Britt Baker, you know, all the yays are going Baker's way, right. and all the boos are going Statlander's way. Mm. So you just play into that, even though you know Baker's the one rapping wrapping Statlander's legs around the blooming post. Yeah. Like being like, oh, two old injuries, is it? Bang, 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 <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Like it's it, it's you just sort of have to just let the crowd get on with it and and play into it as much as you can without going too you know too overboard. Yeah. Um I thought this was a really fun opener. It I thought great. it was really good. Um I think Starks did some fantastic work. Um this is the other spot, by the way, yeah. where like, so at the end of it, uh, Starks wriggled so much that Danielson couldn't get the label lock on, which is that thing of like, he's had the matches, he's learned, mm. he's figured out that this is what this feels like and this is how he gets me in it, so I'm going to make it not happen. I really like that. It's just like little, nice little touches. The finish was cheap heat yep. with him uh, distracting the ref and getting a low blow, yep. but it worked. It was very effective and the crowd ate it up, so all good. And he gets a win over Danielson, which is a big deal. Yeah, you know, big like, deal. You know, and then they're... they're you know, later in the show, it's announced that he wants a Texas death match in Michigan, in Michigan, again, which yep. is a choice. Um, <laughs> I also, so, so why don't we do it? Cause it was a, the, the funny thing about collision is you have all these matches, which are really great. And then brief interview spots later on in the show. So sometimes it can feel a bit like, I'll save talking about that till there, but it's all linked. So I'm going to, cause it was only like 40 seconds. Yep. So I'll bring it back. Um, although we will talk about it later because of weird production snafus, but, um, this will be the second cycle in a row where Starks has been involved in a major feud and then not been able to blow it off at the, the first pay-per-view available to him. Mm -hmm. So Punk had to take a detour to take on Joe. Yep. The plan was for them to pay it off at All Out. Obviously, the situation changed. Um, and that's where Danielson came in. Now he's in a feud with Danielson, but Danielson's off to take a detour with Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yeah. So he's not going to get his match at Wrestle Dream. So I do. I'm a little bit like I like that Chris, that uh, Ricky Starks is is adding that to his uh, story. He's almost being like, you know, stop looking over there, like, you yeah, know, yeah. give me the respect, that kind of thing. Because it I has think. happened a couple of times now, yeah. and I and I and I like that they're leaning into that as part of a character. Mm. We'll talk about. Let's talk about that promo a little yeah. bit later on because we'll go into the actual like ins and outs of it because I think it was really good and worth mm. talking about. Uh, we then moved on from this match. Uh, we got a swerve promo, um, and then we got a hung bucks promo saying that. Uh, they're happy to have a match with the Mogul Embassy next mm -hmm. week. Um, then we got a Book of Hobbs promo where he talked about ripping Ram off. We then got Miro's promo, which was, I think, basically the Book of Hobbs promo, mm -hmm. but better. This is yeah, this th that's two weeks in a row now that the exact thing has happened. Yeah. Except one of them was Lana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like CJ did the promo better last week than than Hobbs did. Yeah, I think that's I think that's like an unfortunate yeah choice of booking to be mm. like you know because Hobbs is I think Hobbs is just fine builds him up as kind of. Uh, you know, legitimate powerhouse, big mm. threat, going to rip your arm off and beat you with it, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's all like classic fun big man Wrestling, stuff. Yeah. But then you have another big man in the exact same framing, yeah. basically, with a lot of the same sort of production. Immediately. Immediately after. afterwards. And, you know, not to knock Hobbs, but Miro is one of the best oh, talkers yeah. in the game. Yeah. Like his promo stuff is so good because it's yeah. so weird. It just works brilliantly, mm -hmm. and like, it, it it feels unfair to have put those two next to each other yeah. actually, because you you do Hobbs's promo a disservice by going, oh yeah, here's here's one that you're going to remember way more immediately. 
We see, a, uh, I'm trying to find where it is. Yeah, I mean, later on in the show, we see an example of two similar promos being spaced mm. out. So um, it, I, think it was, I think it was a victim of putting them right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then got FTR versus the Iron Savages. Is that what they... The Iron Savages. The Iron Savages with Who's, their savage um, sauce. And their gimmick appears to, if I'm not mistaken, it just appears to be rimming. Like, they, they keep <laughs> coming out and going like this. <laughs> and they, But they, they, this part of it yeah. where I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, don't knock it till you've tried it. It's perfectly enjoyable. But, like, goodness gracious. I love the Iron Savages as wrestlers. I love big host tag teams. Mm. Um, so I was underwhelmed by this match because it wasn't bad. It was just routine. It yep. just sort of happened in about three minutes, I think it was. Mm. Um, and I've loved what I've seen from Iron Savages. So when I saw I was getting FTR Savages, I was like, oh, ho, ho, ho. and then it just was whatever. So that was a little bit of a shame. I got quite annoyed by commentary continually talking about the Savage Source. Yeah. That, like, I was just like, this, I don't, like, it's fine. Don't kill the a joke. very small bit. Yeah. But, like, it was every, every single thing came back to it. It was looping round and round in circles. I was like, this is, this is too much chat about something I don't care enough about. What do you think Savage Source tastes like? I don't want to know. Okay. I, I never <laughs> want to find out. I don't want to know. I've got a hot, I've got an awful gag reflex. Oh, could you imagine? Um, I thought this was fun. Like it was, yeah. yeah, it was completely fine. I liked the sort of hitting the shatter machine immediately on Jack Jameson yeah. as he's cutting his promo when he's squeezing Dax. Um, Savages got their sort of very brief bit of cut off energy where they're like, you know, um, doing some splashes, getting their close twos. Um, Harwood tagging in and he's immediately cut off again and then beaten down. Um, the second rope moonsault from Boulder was really impressive yeah. as well. Like, that's really... That's what I mean. That's very beautiful. Part of what I love about these teams is that they're, they're big men, but they're athletic. Mm. You know, so, I, so we have seen them a couple of times on Collision, and they were completely brand new to me when it, when it yeah. happened. Um, but I love it. I love, the, I love the way they move. I love the way that mm. they hold their, hold their weight and they carry their bodies. And yeah. yeah, I love them. So I was, yeah. And we got some big splashes at the beginning as well when yeah. they were doing the calf. And then I think the end just sort of came out of nowhere. Like That's we just maybe like it was well. kind of a classic, just we've just hit the shatter machine and then they do a superplex with a splash mm-hmm. from Cash and they get the win. Um Goldbrew. Yeah, it was like it was it was nice. It was fun. And then the workhorse would come out and they have a face off of FTR. Meanwhile, Aussie Open are backstage watching the screen. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on yeah. with the with people's interest in these tag titles specifically. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I thought a fine little match. Yeah. Just a little bit of, you know, it's just another thing to build FTR up. Routine. Make them, yeah. Yeah. Show them off on the show that they were destined to be a part of and they mm. need to kind of inherit the, you know, there's, there's the void. So they mm. need to inherit the kind of role of like, well, we're the people who are like, we were always destined to sort of fill the sort of sidemen role to, to this one guy. And mm. now we kind of have to, be the while it's the all the two of us have must be the guy while everything's floating around we sort of need to steer the ship in a way mm. yeah we then get keith lee promo uh which has a collision take 22 is this a bit i don't know i wasn't sure i really this looked sloppy as anything to me yeah and it was like there was a awkward pause before yeah. they did it it felt like it just been like one of the rushes had been left in yeah I don't know. Was it a bit? I don't. Well, this is so. This so I had seen. Has this been this... part of a collision thing before? No, 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 no. I had seen this before watching the show because it did the rounds on Twitter. Because there's a bit later on where there's a marker in shot in the Starks and Big Bill promo. Yeah, and he um, says, "Get out of here." Yeah, and I don't know if that was a reaction to this mistake yeah. that they decided to do that one live and make a joke out of it, or if it was legit. If it's legit, mm. take twenty two. Yeah. What went wrong? Like yeah, 21 yeah. times. Yeah. Like, 
goodness gracious. Is Brandon Cutler actually doing all of the backstage production? Like, because he's this obviously because yeah. he's like cutting the cameras right when it's when it's the Bucks the elite, promos. Yeah. yeah. So like, and, they, and they'd made a reference to that in the in the the books and the home promo. promo. Yeah. So I was like, is is that is this is this a thing? I don't know. So I guess we'll find out. But it didn't feel like a thing, and it was sloppy production i always get it i mean you 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 know tv yeah um, and production i w- so. would not be yeah proud Best of pleased, that yeah. yeah uh what did you think of the actual promo though because i thought it was nothing it was it was very nothingy it was yeah. keith lee got cut off before he even started talking shane taylor comes in introduces lee moriarty as the mm-hmm. as the newest member of shane taylor promotions uh keith says he knows all about shane's old mistakes and he warned everyone to run and your new mistake will be not running which is it's fine in artful like but... i want to see keith lee and shane taylor yeah, go at it. yeah. like big time and that's this is it that's good enough for me but keith has been on telly a couple of weeks now and the promo his promo last week ended with word of advice run kind of thing like mm. it's this this his thing appears to be making people run away yeah which sure uh looking forward to seeing him in the ring because otherwise you're going to talk about one piece yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have 500 episodes to discuss i love keith lee I yeah, want to see him do more. That's it, and I want to see. I, like, I also love Shane Taylor, and I want to see Keith Lee and Shane Taylor real bad. Yeah, that match it all out. Was, I think I want to see them play beer pong more than I want to <laughs> see them wrestle. Particularly, Shane Taylor is incredible at beer pong. Really? Yeah, he's he's nothing but net the whole time. He's so good. Nothing but cool. um, so we then got John Silver versus Anthony Bowens. Um, Silver came out with the contract mm-hmm. in his tights, which the acclaimed had not read. They've been mistaken thinking they were going up against Evil Uno. John Silver inserted him into the match. Um, Caster came out, did a bunch of actually quite fun bits in his rap. I like the sort of, it looks like a dominatrix at a job interview description of Evil Uno. (laughs) um, Saying they called John Silver the meat man because he just beat his meat man. Mm. Um, That was all great stuff. Um, Silver then gets a crack in line in where he says, he Googled scissoring and you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Um, And he also says, you didn't read the contract correctly because actually... Max Caster and Daddy Ass are banned from ringside. So they get sent to the back uh, and then the match is on. Um, and this was <laughs> mostly a match about John Silver being pissed off by scissoring. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of inziguris. I thought this was really fun between the two of them. And then the the end is uh, Evil Uno pops up from out mm. under the ring, posts Bowens, throws him back into the ring. Uh, Silver hits the bright side shot. Is that what it's called? Bright exactly. side shot? Yeah, it's like remember. a sort of shining wizard type thing. Um, and then Silver wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, which seems to be setting up the Dark Order versus the Acclaimed at yeah. some point down the line. Who I think are a good little um, first challenges for this, these trio titles before yep. um, while the Acclaimed get on their little run. I don't know how long it's going to go because, you know, I guess Daddy Ass can continue to go, but like, yeah. um, he's also like 60. I think the Dark Order are like a great matchup for the yeah. Acclaimed specifically, not just because like they're kind of... They're capable of just eating losses yeah. and bouncing back, but they were also able to compete on that kind. As John Silver proved in his promo, on the comedy they're level, they're able to compete on the comedy level, and it's yeah. really fun to have a belt that's just like kind of stuck in the like the, the action is good. Yeah, but what we're here for is to see these personalities ping off each other mm. and make jokes and have banter. It's a good program. Yeah, that'd be. Re- I think that's really fun. This match was like a good way of setting that up. Um, there was some really good. You know, it was nice to see two people get their chance to kind of do their singles wrestling stuff mm. as well. Um, I thought John Silver looked, did a bunch of the crazy strong stuff that you're just like, wow, that's great. There was great little flurries from both guys. Mm. It was fine, serviceable. Again, like, did the job. it's sort of, it's getting us to something that will hopefully have a bit more meat on its bones at some point. But yeah. at the moment, uh, the meat man doesn't come up. <laughs> 
we then got an Eddie Kingston promo, um, which I thought was really good. He says, what do you want me to say? Don't we just have the history of this entire thing with Claudio on YouTube for people to go, go and watch? He then just sort of, he seemingly just offhand ad-libs the entire thing. Yes. He sort of yeah. wends his way through a bunch of stuff about disrespect and his past with Claudio. And then he ends up on New York. And then he's like, then he's like, he's basically going, New York, right? It's bollocks, isn't it? It's miserable. It's terrible. It's the worst place in the world. I love it. You'll never beat me in New York because it's crap. You'll never beat me in New York because it's so bad that you can't survive there. New York's like, you know, it's like being on the moon without a spacesuit, New York. It's so bad in New York. Everyone you'll never beat me in New York. Everybody hates New York, especially New Yorkers. And that's why you'll never beat me in New yeah. York. It was a lot of fun. I yeah. like, I think, yeah. Um, and then it's just like him just saying like, New York, we're built in misery. You're not built in misery. That's why you'll never beat me in New York. Mm. And then just ending it with, I'm going to F you up in New York. You mother effer walking yeah. off screen and going like, you're going to have to bleep that. <laughs> I uh, got in trouble last week because I didn't like the Eddie Kingston promo. Mm. I say in trouble, Luke was furious. Yeah. And we did a little poll and tried to figure out whether this worked for you or didn't work for you. My reasoning was that it was like, it was a sit down Claudio, Eddie promo. They were together and it was like they were doing improv because they didn't script it because, you know, Eddie's so good at this. Yeah. The, it, it was rather than it being yes and, um, Eddie was going yes and, 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 and he would yeah. never let Claudio take a moment and say something. Yeah. Um, this this shows why he's so good at promos. This is like yeah. the polar opposite for me. This worked in spades for me because it was like someone just put fifty p in him. They pulled his string and let yeah, it go, yeah, yeah. and it and it and it had moments of rise and fall. There were seconds where it took a second, and another thing, and like that kind of thing, mm. that kind of energy to it all, which just really sort of amped me up and and made yeah. me ready. And in all the conversations about build to various shows and not build, the build to Grand Slam has been really good, and this this is a part of it you know yeah. uh, it really putting over the venue making it feel like new york is going to want to you're going to want to be there this is the place to be yeah. kind of thing um and also the whole town is going to be behind me yeah like that whole thing the energy like, yeah. and you can imagine it i can picture the arthur ash crowd being really into it so so in in wild contrast to last week this is where eddie kingston is just mm. magic it's just yeah. thunder you know yeah. It's great. And it's all fundamentals as well. It's yeah. all like, nothing he did here was like really, truly out of the wrestling box, mm. right? Like it, this is all just, I'm going to say that you've disrespected me, put in like, I'm going to put the stakes on the match up front. Mm. I'm going to tell you why I'm better than you. I'm going to tell you why you're going to have a disadvantage where we're facing next. And I'm just going to then end with some swearing because that mm. pops the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> There's like nothing, nothing he did there was like in, you know, going to be written down as like, can you believe that Eddie Kingston broke the mold? But he yeah. does, he does the wrestling promo, the classic wrestling promo so well because it's delivered at such a breakneck pace. And it is like watching a man fire off every thought he's ever had <laughs> yeah. until he gets to the bit where he's just like, this is, I'm going to lock in on this thing, right? Yeah. It's going to be, it's New York. That's what I'm talking about. And like, yeah, you can, you can almost see him testing all the little avenues of what he's going to say in this one promo and then he finds the thing and it's like yeah. you know I'd be interested to see what the slate was on this one right. like, take <laughs> yeah. one there you go Eddie King's job to go yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was great mm -hmm. uh, as I did the, uh, the next promo I thought the next little promo spot with Orange Cassidy and Hook eating Doritos was really fun <laughs> um, they're just there Renee says you guys call me here for something and they just go we should do like a tag match or something yeah cool like Grand Slam yeah cool 
wonderful stuff so. just like wonderful stuff they yeah. share they share some crisps and they move on with it um chips i sorry. don't i i let it play out yeah i like the segment yeah the last time i saw orange cassidy he was bleeding with his middle fingers in the air mm. and he looked like an absolute machine he looked like the next the next guy mm. this is how you're following it up a tag a, a thrown together tag team with hook okay i'll i will mm-hmm. i'll let you do what you want to do but that felt odd to me but i'm not averse to it it's it, this is this is one where the people are screaming and yeah, yeah. picking. Do so you think that, it's like a step back in his growth as a character? Because obviously, like Orange came in not caring and being very yeah, casual, not, and what no. we've seen is him sort of learn to to care. To care. Right? I, think, I think all of the work that has been done by Orange Cassidy has proven that all of the people who said that he was never going to be someone of note to challenge for big titles has been proven so wrong. Like because yeah. he's so good. Um, and I, and I've really enjoyed that development. Now that development doesn't have to take away that that Chill doesn't care. Mm. Shouldn't I think it would be a shame if it did? What you're looking at? I'm just checking we're still live. That's all. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still just live. having a little look. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm um, listening to you. Just checking. I it's always nervous. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's this it's this thing of like, are you, is it a step back? It might not be. Let it play out. Mm. Just was a just was a. I wasn't expecting this to be where I saw Orange Cassidy next. Yeah, I think it like because it, it feels quite extreme to hop back to like he just really doesn't like you know whatever man like yeah. I'm I'm now I'm now totally aimless so like why don't we just do like a tag, tag match team. me and you hook yeah. like because that that is almost playing too far into a wrestling trope as well of like we've just had your big you've just had your big singles run so like we're sticking a tag team and that will just you'll just do stuff then won't you that will mm. give you something to do. It, yeah, it does feel like kind of it's it's where single stars go to die in in your Franken yeah. tag team, but I do think the pair of them could make it work really well. So I'm I will also reserve judgment on the actual tag team bit of it. But uh, we then got Aussie Open versus some local competitors, uh, and this was just squashy squash match to yep. to build up Aussie Open. Um, they come out, they win in under a minute. I love their finish. Um, yeah, Davis does a little bit of Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And then Fletcher comes onto the mic and says, uh, FTR, we've won everything you've won. Like, you know, we've, we've, they listed all the championships, Ring of Honor championships, the NJPW titles, and they call their shot. But October the 1st, exactly one year after their previous match, mm. uh, to redo FTR versus Aussie Open. Can't wait to I see it. Can't wait to see it. Again, um, I would like to, I would have liked, I feel like this is a really big deal. Yeah. Like this fit like this that was one of the best matches mm. last year. And I feel like it's a massive deal. Yeah. And it's like on the way there, we're also talking about the workhorsemen. Right. We're also talking about the Iron Savages. Yeah. We're like there's almost too many names in the mix. And I think we could have made this feel like this 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 match between like, you know, FTR even say later in the show in their promo, like, we don't even know who are gonna be AW tag team champions next week. I imagine we will be. Probably they will be. <laughs> but like you know, mm. I don't think that should. I don't necessarily think in this story about this thing mm. that kind of um, that fact should be left up to a toss in yeah. terms of like they should know, and Aussie Open should know, and it should be for that we because all... it feels like you know this is this is a match that should either be for the championships and it's really important. Or it's a match for bragging rights as the best tag team in the world. Mm. Because I think these are the two contenders for that currently. Mm. So this needs to feel like the stakes haven't been set out 
fully yet. They've got a couple of weeks yeah. to make that to make that really feel, but like really feel pertinent. But this is something you would have known you would have wanted to do ages ago. Mm. Why are we only just sort of getting into it now? And well, this is the, the I mean, like this is the from these guys. This is the ballad of AW at the moment. Mm. Like, did we know we were doing it ages ago, or have you just got yeah. a bit bored of what you were doing over there and now you want to do this? Because FTR kind of had a continuation of their program with the books because they had the tag team. The, the the title match at All In, they had a four person match on Collision, which yeah. was very much a, a thrown together to you know put something on the show that makes you want to tune in because uh, Punk, um, <laughs> and now that's sort of gone out of the way, and they're going after the ROH trios titles, and um, meanwhile is the ROH trios that they're going for, aren't they? Mm. The, with, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Aussie Open say and quote titles on the line or not? Yeah, I do not understand that. No. Like that's not a, 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 because if you're gonna do the the bragging rights blood feud rivalry, great, do it. Yeah. But if they are the tag team champions, make a point of it being like we're coming for those belts. Yeah. Because what you've ju- what you have said in no uncertain terms is those titles don't matter as much to us as being you. Yeah. And that devalues the titles. And on a show where we w- we opened the show by talking about putting value on a title, that was a weird line for me. Didn't mm. like it. Will I enjoy the match? Yes. Yeah how are AEW going to build um and this is where i guess i could uh, talk slightly about the uh tickets being sold to various shows the the every single week you get a collision or a dynamite and someone on twitter will uh, gleefully post a picture of um the hard cam side which is empty mm. um and it's not just like oh the, the the one luke hadn't seen these pictures and once i mentioned it and he thought i just meant the bit behind the hard cam yeah yeah no, the entire side of the arena yeah. is completely empty. Um, this is cyclical. This happened with WWE a couple of years ago. Uh, and look at where they are now. These things happen. It is about using... It's also it's, summer. It's also so, it's summer. It's cost of living. It's cyclical nature of the industry. But it's about making people want to be a part of something. It's yeah. about making people want to come and see your show. And the thing about Collision is, uh, because it's not given that kind of... like regular build mm. people aren't as uh, as in like we find out what's going to happen either on the day or, or the week of yeah it's not an ins- it's an, and you don't really know who's going to be there and because so many people are open challenges and all that stuff you're not going there for the big vibe you're not going there for the big party you, it, they present it, it it is presented in a kind of eh, it's all right if you miss this one yeah 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 show or have it on in the back feels like a house show sometimes it, it like... does the quality is not house show. The no, no, quality no. of the matches is incredible. I mean, in the way that house show is booked, in that you, I agree. You, in the way that you you advertise a house show by yeah. saying, "Oh, Seth Rollins is going to be here." Yeah, and people who want to see Seth Rollins turn up the house show in the same way that I think Collision is kind of being booked of like, "Well, FTR are going to be here." Yeah, and yeah, they're going to exactly. do something. So if you like FTR and turn up, they'll come out and do yeah. something. And it's like, but FTR's match mm. was very small. Yeah. And like a very tiny bit of this show. So it's like, yeah, you're going to see them, but you're going to see them for like, you're going to pay mm. over the odds to see two hours of wrestling and you're yeah. going to get 10 minutes of your favorite people or like sub 10 minutes, five minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. And it's that is. thing of like, when you get to the pay-per-views, people want to go to the pay-per-views because the mm. pay-per-views, you can trust it. Yeah. So the, the conversation we always have is that like, oh, the card, why are you complaining about the build of the card? The card's going to be great. Yes, the card is going to be great. The show is going to be great. But when you don't give us the build to get there, what's the incentive to buy it other than the fact that there's going to be some really good wrestling yeah and i think if you're trying to do a weekly television program two weekly television programs you need to provide people uh with the drive to want to go to those television shows mm. that it goes and, and you can't rely on there's going to be some good wrestling uh, especially on a saturday night like yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's an interesting time because case in point dynamite grand slam 
is being given a really decent build, and I want to praise the company for that. Yeah. And people are buying tickets, and they want to go to Grand Slam. Yeah. So, do you think do you think AEW will start doing kind of tentpole things with Collision in the same way that it does? Obviously, you've got your named episodes of Dynamite. You've yeah. Got your Grand Slam. Your Winter is coming. <sighs> Obviously, there's the talk of those becoming pay per views yeah. if AEW goes to HBO Max. But Collision could actually do with like named, mm. like a named Saturday show to give it the structure There's to not build like around Grand Slam Rampage. Yeah, because it's, like, it's that kind of thing of like, well, we're just you know we're just going to we're we're essentially just going to book week to week TV here, and it's going to build to some of the pay per views. It's going to build to some matches on Dynamite. Mm. It's going to build to some matches on on uh, Rampage. I forgot what that was called for a second there. Um, but Collision itself doesn't have a structure because yeah. it's just open ended. So yeah. it doesn't feel like you know you can know that okay. Well, if I'm going to go if I'm going to go watch it or I'm going to tune in any week, I know that we're sort of on the road to this thing mm. that's going to happen on a Collision. So I know that ideally, if I book my tickets to go see Collision in four weeks' time, the really big matches are going to happen. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like it's because it, it's something of. Or, or, or I think it's worked really well in Dynamite's favor. It it's has. giving it's given weekly TV like. The feeling this of like it's one. like a mid you know it's the mid tier between weekly tv and pay-per-view mm. so you're adding in this kind of like this this one's special this one's worth tuning in for and then if that means you know the trickle down is that then means these ones are worth tuning mm. in for because eventually one of them will be this one and then this one feeds this one mm. and you get that kind of nice scale of your storylines advancing through the week-to-week tv yeah. and then through your special shows to end up at a pay-per-view where the big blow-off happens but here it's just it's just it's just some matches sometimes. <laughs> Even something <laughs> as simple as though, like, we're having a Texas de- death match or a Texas Chainsaw Massacre match or whatever the, yeah, the yeah. match next week is going to be. If I'm in Michigan, I'll, oh, hang on, I'm going to see Ricky Starks Danielson in the Texas death match. I'll probably look and see if I can get a ticket to that show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's giving people in- an incentive to go and then be part of the crowd and be part of the live experience mm. and have the good time. Um, and all that is is just booking and providing builds and providing compelling stories where you want to i want to be there to see yeah. what happened next uh, part of that you can do with with a big tentpole show part of that is just boost the weekly show here is your show with just some good wrestling as a really entertaining thing for me to watch at home yeah but why do i want to go to it you yeah. know that's that's the question well that, that's what you know that's that was one of the big um things levied at nxt for a yeah. you know some of the lower points in NXT's sort of black and gold era when there wasn't a lot going on. Because I think NXT always did a very good job of building long-term stories. But because NXT just... NXT had a hardcore fan base who lived round the corner yeah, right, from right. where the event was, right? Yeah. And so they would turn up to the filming dates and they would be there. 200 people. Yeah, and they would cram all those people into that space every single week, you know, or every single filming set yeah. to, you know, pack out the house and watch four episodes of tv be filmed right and that almost works better for something that's just like this is just some good wrestling yeah, yeah. because you know you've got a hardcore voracious fan base who mm. want to turn up and watch the thing rather than trying to sort of do essentially an arena tour show yes with no like that sort of has a loose mm. end somewhere we're like well we don't really know where this is going and i think I think that's obviously it's this is all exacerbated by the punk situation. Yeah, big time. Where like time. I think a lot of their plans have had to suddenly change. Mm. Um but you do just end up in sort of an aimless cycle where it's like, well, what is the what's the hook to go and see collision mm. or what's the hook to even tune in beyond yeah. some good wrestling? And I think that's why things, you know, you wanna that I guess that's why probably they're doing this opening promo spot yeah. as well, to be like, 
hey, casual Saturday night viewer, see. here's yeah. what's going on. Um, we then got Tony Storm, portrait of a star. She's so good. This character's brilliant for her. I'm absolutely love loving it. I love, it. Um, I love the way it's uh, presented as well. I want them to go harder. Yeah. I want I want RJ City to be like, have you seen Sunset Boulevard? No. So it's a great movie. I really love it. It's also a great musical. But they um, basically have uh, this guy uh, stumbles across this aging Hollywood stars like you know she's a recluse and, he, mm. and and he's sort of encouraged to go and sort of like coax her out kind of thing and I want RJ City in that role I want yeah. him to sort of be this like investigative reporter like you know I've, got, I've managed to find Tony Storm backstage somewhere yeah, really get to the core of who yeah, this person is yeah it, it, I think what's yeah what will be interesting about this character is kind of getting you know she's done such a great job of establishing the front of the character and being like you know I'm I'm a star. I'm a really big deal. Blah 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 blah. And it's going to be what, what, what are the insecurities of this person? Mm. Because we haven't got there yet. But like, I think that would be so fascinating when they do finally like needle in and you start to poke and prod this person to mm. find out like what her weaknesses are. And then you watch the the inevitable sort of, you know, if you're what what everyone wants to see, I think with this Tony Storm is if, you, if you're presenting someone who's really sort of like collected and calm and controlling a room by being able being like these lights are too harsh can you turn the lights down can you get rid of this lamp can you do this for me can you do that for me can you whatever what you know and i'm i've got an answer for everything that you throw my way that's really funny and everyone is really over you want to see them lose control mm -hmm. and you want to see the bit where they're like ripping off their wig and they're you know they've thrown their shoes and they're standing around in their tights screaming that's kind of where you were going to end up hopefully with this yeah. tony storm character and i guess that's i'm i'm really interested to see what it is that they've got planned that's going to make her break yeah i love it yeah it's so good it. i think it's great um we then moved on to get a a scorpio sky comeback package where he said he's getting, he's getting chucked into the deep end uh after multiple back-to-back -back injuries but he didn't get to where he he didn't get to where he got to with the fear of getting wet which sort of made sense just about something about Something about, about swimming pools. I thought, it was, I thought it was a good line. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Scorpio Sky versus Andrade, who is undefeated in AEW in 2023 and continues to, to be. be so. Yeah. Welcome back, Scorpio. Well, I mean, he had a stuttering return a couple of months ago. Like, he came back and then there was another little injury. And so it's mm. like, I, ho I hope the best for him in this one. Um, they were being smart that they were working the knee. This yep. was a match that had absolutely no story, but they made it about you know, Andrade being on a tear, as you say, mm -hmm. and, and Scorpio coming back from an injury, so work on the knee. Um, all leading up to Andrade doing the figure eight, which is a bit spicy. Um, yeah. But also made sense. That's yeah. what that, that's part of the story that they were telling. Um, and I, I just really like the idea that you come back from an injury, you've got to get back into the groove. You can't just like, uh, so often it's like, I'm back and I've won a big one. I've made a big statement because I'm back. Yeah. Well, sometimes it, you got to shake off the rust. Yeah, and I thought that that worked here. Um, yeah. And Andrade extending the hand is like you've worked. You know, you're doing well. You know, good job. Keep yeah. cracking on. I'm Andrade. It's like sort of humbling as well. That yeah, like, you know, because Scorpio didn't go for the handshake at the beginning of the match. Yeah, and then it's almost forced into the handshake at the end of the match by Andrade, where yeah. it's just like very reluctantly, sort of like, yeah, yeah, well done, you. Mm. Um, I, I thought this match had some great stuff in it. I thought yeah. there was some really like, um, with like the the dragon screw through the ropes to sort of begin the knee work over from Andrade was really great. Andrade getting dumped by Scorpio off the top rope. Woof. Doing this like, he does this crazy, he gets pushed by Scorpio Sky. He does this crazy roll. Yeah. And like clips the apron with his shoulder to flip the end of the roll around. It looks 
awful. Like a double yeah, hit. It's... Derby did one last week. Oh, it's just that's just dreadful. I don't think you should do that. Um, but <laughs> bad for you. It was really cool. I, bones are brittle. Yeah. That was the thing that um, McGuinness said. I meant to comment at the beginning of the show. He called him Little Brittle Brian. Little Brittle Brian, which I really loved as a line. So I think about it a lot. Um, yeah, Scorpio hit a sunset flip and then rolled it through into another sunset flip. Uh, over by the ropes um, then he does a diving tope to the outside and then he's holding his knees after that which is continuing to sell that thing um, Scorpio runs right into the crazy step through back elbow by Andrade but Andrade doesn't get to hit the hammerlock and then that's where the finish comes because Andrade knocks him down hits the figure eight Scorpio taps then there's a handshake to finish I thought mm. it was really fun it was good like nice little yeah, stuff I like, I'm liking to see I'm liking seeing Andrade get slowly built back up. Mm. I'll be interested to see what they do with the character now because they've like they're doing a good job of making him look strong. He's got yeah. the mask back. He feels like a he's starting to feel like a big deal again. Mm. So where what what's next? That's that's the thing I'm mm. I'm always interested with. Um we then got Jay White arriving. Well this yeah, is this actually is part next. of what's next. Jay White was arriving um with the rest of Bullet Club Gold. He was saying that Andrade was closely watching his boys. White talks up his entire gang. Uh he gets a few arsehole chants. Um, and then he offers Andrade a match. Will do you th- do you see Jay White beating Andrade? This is well. This is I can't wait to watch that match mm. personally. Thank you very kindly for giving it to me. I actually don't know. Yeah, I think that's what makes it compelling because Jay White has has shown over the course of the feud with FTR um, a, a, an ability to be pinned and not, or an ability to lose. And it not be a big deal. Yeah, I think Jay White is someone that you can push to be a massive star. Got it on the mic. Got it in the ring. Yeah. Um. It depends on what you want to do with Andrade. Yeah. You know. Um. I could see it happening. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a, it's a it's a it's a, a mouth watering yeah. prospect. I think people are hot for it as well. Jay White offers the match, um, mm. and then he retcons that offer and saying we could also just go right now if you want to. Yeah. But then a bunch of referees and officials jump out and get in the way of Andrade. They basically, Andrade jumps out of the ring Crab to try boos. and cut them off. They push him back in. Mm. People are hot for this. Bullet Club Gold are laughing it up, sat on the sat on the ramp, yeah, taunting Andrade from behind all the people. Like, I think it's a good dynamic. It's great. Yeah, I. And you Jay also White have. Um, I'm glad to see Jay White finally kind of getting to. Yeah, like get himself over, show who he is properly. Like you know, you've got really um, like Andrade's uh, Lost Intended Nobles. Is that? what it's called yeah yeah okay I, I can never remember if i can say it right um Nobles. them uh what was that what did i say intangibles and the, the intangibles. intangibles yeah uh his gang they've also been feeding the idea that that, that like you know there's, there's a they're mm. all sort of around so the idea of a, of a little gang warfare there is quite fun as well so mm. yeah i'm very excited for this should be fun and then we've got kenny and uh kota abushi promo where Kali says he's coming for kota abushi uh going to go after the heart of Kenny Omega, basically. It's fun little stuff. Yeah. Um, we then got Tony with Shibata. Shibata's phone says that he's coming to Wrestle Dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is very funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> uh, we then got the Hardys versus the Righteous. Um, this was the collision debut for the Hardys. Mm. And it, it did not go well for the boys. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I just... Something wasn't clicking with this match for me. It's I'm an avowed Hardys stan, right? Mm. I love them, and the crowd still love them. They're chanting delete. They're there for the Hardys. Like, it's a whole thing. But it's they haven't updated or adapted their style. So they move and they do things like they did 20 years ago. But not only is it not 20 years ago, they've got 20 years of extra damage to their bodies. Yep. And as a result, it can feel a little bit difficult to watch. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, I think and there's I, only so many twists of fate you can watch Matt Hardy go for. Yeah. And yeah, it's all a bit slow. Like the, the spin through is just getting slower and slower. I, I basically describe this as really, I, I hate doing this because I love them and they're my boys. Um, but it looked like Matt was pottering around the ring at certain points. Like, mm. you know, when I'm like on a Sunday, when I'm doing my plants and cleaning my kitchen, I'm just sort of like, that's kind of how he was. He would, yeah. Oh, I guess I'll go tag Jeff over here now and I'll tag you in. And, yeah. And and it's just it's they look like the Hardys from two thousand and eight, but they aren't the Hardys from two thousand eight. Yeah, I think this is why Broken Matt was such a big yeah. refresh for him because what 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 Broken Matt relied on was the talking, yeah, and the kind the of character work, the character the, work, the stuff, lore. The stuff that the stuff that can that can outlast your body, mm, yes. basically. Yes, um, and it's just about adapting, you know, and watching them sort of yeah go back to almost Team Extreme mm. Hardys does feel like yeah. It's like when you go watch uh, an aging rock band and yeah. they're still wearing like three quarter lengths. Like, when, when do you see Luke Owen now? About roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> Not my words. Hey, don't take a day off and make me do collision, Luke. <laughs> I'll come for you. Um, no, it's 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 interesting uh, to think about like uh, Broken Matt because like you know I want to you have to give them grace. Jess had his problems, you know, yeah. and, and throughout his life, and and they they reared their head again recently, and and it's good to see him at the very least back and and yep. you know working through that. Um, and when you have that kind of stop start, it is hard to do that kind of build for that kind of character. Mm. Matt's also said that he wants to just sort of not be wedded to one thing. And yeah, but also it, it, it's, it's a tricky one. It's tricky. Uh, but but they were treating it like it was a big win for the righteous. And I guess that's that's something good to take from it. Yeah. Is that the righteous got how big it is when the Hardys keep losing? I don't know. But, yeah. you know, it's a good way to pr- present. I know who the Hardys are. Who are they wrestling? Oh, the, the people they're wrestling beat them. Let's hear what they've got to say. Yeah. I guess that's a good little technique. I think on paper, big deal. Yeah. In practice, I don't think these. I don't necessarily think the two teams gelled very well. Yeah. It was a bit clunky. Um, Vincent does a lot of clicking. It's like a one-man West Side Story. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like the present. I like. I think they look cool. They've yeah. got a really good look. The righteous. Um, Music great. Yeah, the promo at the end. It, it felt like uh, a Wyatt family light. Yeah. To me, um, oh yes, yes, That's and then you get That's that fair. kind of like their promo at the end was a little bit like maybe felt like nerves. I'm not sure. There was a little like a couple of stumbles mm. throughout, and some of the things didn't necessarily land the way that they wanted to. But yeah, they did a fairly good point of making making the argument that they're after the the Ring of Honor mm. tag titles because that's who they're looking to next. They want to go up against better than you, baby. 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 Uh, we then got Claudio's reply to uh, Eddie Kingston, which was. You know, nothing. I haven't made any notes about this. It was, no, it was your bog standard. This, so, this is where you get to, because as you were saying, the idea of doing all the promos at the beginning. One of my problems with Collision, and I know this isn't like a massive problem when I say that, is one of those things of like, there's a, there's a lot of statements. Yeah. And a lot less in the way of angles, right? Mm-hmm. What I can say about this promo is he said, I'm going to burn it all down to ashes, which is a nice turn of phrase when you're wrestling at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. But also... Uh, to, to contrast with the Hobbs and the Miro thing earlier on, spacing them out and having two parallel promos but different parts of the show yeah. made them feel different. And if you have Hobbs and Miro take their place differently, um, maybe they, maybe they wouldn't have felt so compared. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that said, a lot of the same things. This is what makes it feel like a show where it's like, do I? I have to watch it every week because I'm I'm reviewing it. But if I wasn't reviewing it, I'd probably dip in and out and be like, okay, which bits do I yeah, need to yeah. really seek out? 
where it, you want to give it that whereas dynamite feels like something that you could you really want to see mm. and this is i think what rampage became so it's a little bit like let's you know keep this fire going because i think a lot of people really like collision for its uh visuals for its style for its position on a saturday night mm. um so i you know but yeah there's, it's hard because at this point we have before we get to our main event we've got like four promo segments yeah um so but none of them really feel like anything no you know yeah so we, th- we then got uh claudio's we had claudio's reply we then got rvd being announced as coming back to aew michigan yeah i'm clearly uh WWE return looking a bit unlikely. <laughs> we gonna go an FDR promo um, where they said that's what the challenge is all about with this. Um, this is where they kind of came up where they were like, you know, maybe we'll have the titles at WrestleMania, maybe we won't. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Not overly convinced by that. I think like the titles should be involved. Yes, in, the titles are going to be involved in this match. We we kind of all we, we kind all, of know, all it. know it. So like, yeah. I think we should so be put, making put the, the open challenge on pause. Yeah. For, a bit exactly uh, and then we got uh, a brian danielson versus zach saber jr promo package which was quite interesting because you got like you got a lot of brian talking in the ring where mm. he sort of was announcing that this was kind of coming to the end of his in-ring career mm-hmm. saying that before he goes he wants to fight one of the best technical wrestlers in the world you then got zach saber jr cutting zach saber jr promos Ooh. in what sounds like a washing machine um because <laughs> njpw <laughs> production is bad yeah, very bad um but it's like that was all fine. I like yeah. that. I like the kind of like... This is build for me. All the, yeah, this is good build. Like, I, I want to see the match, obviously. Yeah. It's nice to sort of see the kind of... Putting the, these two people together who are mm. both very good promos in different ways. I, think I they, love that. Their promo stuff bounces off each other really well. Like, Zach's whole kind of snarky gimmick mm. really works well against Brian's kind of, I'm going to kick your head in. And also, yeah. like, you know, I am coming... Like, it. Brian's stuff does... a kind of crosses the line perfectly between mm. babyface and heel a lot where he's you know he's plays on your heartstrings with my career's coming to an end i want to give you a match that you want to see blah blah blah, blah. i'm gonna kick his face in mm. like you know everything yeah. about it kind of works um that's fun and we then got the starks uh, and big bill package where they started it with a bit of the the clapper board the clapper board in and big bill goes get that out of here what's so going is on that a, is that a reference to the previous thing they just decided to do that on the or is fly? that two mess ups is that i don't two? know i think it probably is uh i think it, i think you're probably right is that it's a back reference to the first the first thing, one was a mistake to make it seem like it wasn't a mistake yeah um no, no, guys, don't worry. We're actually just really mad yeah. at this. Like, what? that was weird. Like, the whole thing was weird. This is where Starks does really good work, though, when he says he's annoyed because you've just played a promo package for a guy that he's just beaten. He's just he's just beaten that guy. And a guy who doesn't even work here. I like that. That's yeah. great little character work. It's lovely to build that in as, yeah. like, you know, Starks has every, every right to be annoyed yeah. by that because, like, yeah, he's, he's just beaten Brian Danielson, but you're giving the big the big push and the big, like, promo package treatment mm. you know you've had editors slaving away in a room yeah all about this guy who's just lost but i'm right here and i'm right here i love that works I, for the egotistical heel stuff i love that ricky stark's work is so good here yeah. and, and i'm thinking about it and i'm especially when you see the package and then you follow it with this interview i'm imagining saturday before wrestle dream mm. i would quite like for zach saber jr and daniel bryan to be cutting a promo on each other in the ring like face to face so you do have as you say that blend of styles yeah in real life i think that'll be really tasty yeah and then have Starks come down, and, and yeah. maybe there's a uh, Starks and Big Bill versus Danielson and Saber match in there, like Ooh, that's for fun. collision to yeah. to to just shut Ricky Starks up and and see whether or not they can coexist. I know that's a very WWE thing to do, but the idea that like Ricky Starks still gets to be a part of this because what? Let's be honest, 
I just want to see the match. I just want to see Zach Sabre Jr. versus Daniel Bryan. Brian, Brian Anderson, thank you yeah. so much. Uh, I'm looking forward to it very much. Um, so but I see these two men pretzel each other. Oh, God, I can't wait. Pretzel the hell out Take of each other, Take your time, <laughs> folding each other into origami. I can't wait to see it. But I also don't want to forget about Ricky Starks' yeah. brilliant work is, is, is mm. the shining star of Collision for me in many ways. So I want to have him included in it in some way. And I think the night before Wrestle Dream is the best place for it. Yeah, I, I, I think you can get the kind of the best of both worlds there. I don't, I don't know whether you necessarily want to save any any in-ring interaction between mm. Zach and Danielson until like till literally the event that's but, a good um, shout maybe you if you can you could have one of them not really working with the other one in this match Then after that, we got uh, the Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker match that we've already spoken about, mm. which means it is time to go back to the Ultra Chat. Well, before we do, I, um, I have to. We have to say thank you so much to our YouTube mods. That we are coming to the end of the month. We always read out the uh, twenty-five dollar and above pledge hammers from our Patreon on the show. Uh, but in the meantime, we are come to the end of the month, so we need to thank our YouTube mods, who are, of course, Andy, Brandon, CJ, Gaz, Ian, James, Jay, John, Les, and Rob. And uh, Mod Mother Jenna, who always forgets to put um, her name on the list. So thank you so much to the mods. You do incredible work. We're incredibly grateful for you. And all of you who uh, are on our uh, Patreon at any level, but especially those $25 and above pledge hammers. And now I've opened up the other chats. Okay. That's, the, that's the admin work. I think that's me being a grown-up. No, you, to... you carry on. I'm, I'm All right. enjoying Well, I'll read some more stress then. Why not? Well, it stresses me out because what if I get it wrong? Ryan Singh says, I'm loving the direction they're going in with the TBS title. Will be fun watching it defended like Orange Cassidy did it with the internet with the international title it just frustrates me why they didn't do this with jade when she had the belt the fuse would have been unreal i completely agree i completely agree i think i, I think, think maybe some nerves with jade yeah. in terms of like well, she was green she was very yeah she was green and i think maybe they were just like maybe she's not ready for that level of mm. you know they it's a very comfortable world to put her in of like jade just destroys people yeah and that's like you know she's good at that so let's not rock the boat too much. It's why I, th I think we're getting the best of all worlds with the idea that Jade is going off to the performance center. This is, I mean, it's all reported. It's not necessarily confirmed or anything like that, but Jade uh, finished with AEW going to report to the performance center. Some reports have it happening this week. The idea that she'd do a little run in NXT to develop her skills, you know, which do need developing. Mm. She's a very WWE wrestler. She's got this incredible look. She's got this incredible energy. Masses of crossover appeal. Oh my god. Mm. Um so meanwhile over on AEW, you can use this opportunity to build up Chris Atlander, to build up uh Willow. I want to see a, a Chris and Willow feud. They they mm. had a, a a partnership on um on collision. Maybe they could have some moments. Mercedes Martinez had a bit Diamante that kind of just ended. I'd like to see more of that. There is a uh, if you want to bring in Mercedes Monet for it for a short feud, I think Mercedes would be much happier doing the the sort of freelance gig economy thing that she's got going on yeah, for herself. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we're ending up with the best of all worlds in it, which is which is quite an interesting thing. 
Uh, Danny G, hi lads, genuine question. Was Ollie skipping the uh, stat versus Britt Baker in his review and oversight or some kind of backhanded comment slash protest on the state of the women's division? He called the Hardys righteous match the main event and also skipped the Tony Storm segment. I don't know. That is a question for Ollie. Yeah, I would imagine it's an oversight. I think an I oversight more than anything. It was just written very early in the morning. So Yeah, and also, isn't Ollie flying abroad tomorrow? Yeah. Right. So lots of things on Ollie's mind at the moment. Uh, let's call that an oversight. But hopefully, by virtue of... Um, the amount that I've gone on about women's wrestling. We've yeah, got a nice we, we made up for it. Yeah, 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 hopefully. And if you'd like me to keep talking about women's wrestling, believe me, I will. Uh, <laughs> Thunderstorm 87. Renee Paquette looks pregnant. She wore all black on collision and was wearing different jackets of dynamite. She looked a little thicker when she interviewed MJF in the medical room. She's hiding the bub. That's her business, not our business. Don't comment on people potentially being pregnant or not because that's their business to share if they want to um i don't know any information about renee paquette being pregnant no, do I. um but also sometimes people don't share because of medical issues things like that so mm-hmm. so thanks very much for your for your comment um if she's pregnant good for her and good for mox hope they ha- continue to grow their lovely family together don't comment on people's pregnancies <laughs> um el says hello laurie hello dan do you think Swerve will be champion at some point? And Dan, how do you feel about Keith Lee not being used correctly? Um, uh, hey, what I'm hearing about Keith Lee. Do you, do you know this, this bit? Keith Lee tweeted, if what I'm hearing about Walter's true. Boy, oh boy. And it's because they changed his name to Gunther. Yeah. And it's like tweets that have aged like milk. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I want Keith Lee on television. I yeah. love Keith Lee. I'd mm-hmm. like to see him have stuff. I can totally see Swerve being a champion at some point. Do you think world champion? Oh, yeah. He's got everything. He's got everything. Yeah. And I think he's only proving it more and more and more the yeah. more time they're giving him. 100%. Yeah. I think a lovely little international run, a run with the TNT title. TNT title is probably really good for Swerve. Yeah. Um, he needs, he need, I think he needs that, he needs that one little bit in the mid card for a yeah. bit while they resolve some of their top tier stuff as well. Because I yeah. think, I think Swerve jumping straight up to world champion now, there's going to be a bit of a backlash from people like being like, well, you've got Cole, you've mm. got, you know. There are so many people They'll just list there. other people. Like, there's, you know, I, I think Miro's probably in line yeah. before Swerve is. But I think Swerve in two years' time, mm. absolutely AEW world champion. Yeah, big time. And I think, I think when you are able to build the international title to the point where it main events a pay-per-view, yeah. you don't need to worry about whether or not it feels big. Yeah, I think Swerve winning any title. I think Swerve singles champion is on yeah. the cards and probably soon. Massively. Uh, Hayden Waite, first time ultra chatter and OMG, it's Laurie. Uh, oh, how I've missed seeing you on a podcast. Also, hi, Dan. I love you too. <laughs> Just wanted to ask, who Not would you, you have? Uh, no, we can't miss. I'm here all the goddamn time. <laughs> you I see get... you so much now. I know. Yeah, Look, nice. I'm not complaining. Um, I live in the corner of the office. Um, Just wanted to ask, who would you have take the world title off? MJF. I think it's got to be Cole now. Think Cole? I think it has to be Cole now. And I think they've done the work mm. to make it meaningful when it does happen. Um, yeah. There are so... The, I think the, the, the such impressive thing about this this story is you could do a million things. Like, yeah. I like the idea of a Samoa Joe MJF feud. Mm. And then Samoa Joe takes the belt. And there's something in the story of Cole being there to support MJF as he recovers from losing the triple b whether that changes his psyche back you can mm. tell the story of either of them going for the main of the main title maybe cole gets an opportunity against joe first and and, and mjf doesn't like it so he betrays cole after all all of that yeah, stuff because yeah. more important than his friendship is the triple b there are so many options for it like cole would be really satisfying mm. so would roddy so would joe yeah that's the magic of this little storyline that they've in in some ways planned in some ways completely looked upon yeah with the connection with the crowd and the chemistry between those two 
Um, yeah, I think that where that goes is like one of the most interesting things in wrestling right now. Yeah, and, big time. And, yeah, yeah like, I, but I think I think the I think whatever happens with the championship, it has to pay off in this storyline. Yes, I don't think we can keep this. Mm. Like, I, I think people are waiting too much for this. It's it's the Sami Zayn problem of like, I think this has to resolve in some way involving Sami jumping the shot. Like, you yeah, know, I think with sort of knocking it on the head now with the universal title has actually been detrimental to it. Like, yeah. Not, I'm not saying Sammy should have won it, but I'm saying Sammy should have been like the real downfall of the bloodline, and they've sort of just did that for a bit and then brought it back, you know. But I, I just about got over saying this on every single podcast, but you just made me want to bring it back. They had the moment at, at Mania 39. Yeah. Like I watched Cody's end. I was showing my my girlfriend entrances to like wrestling just to what pops sound like because we had the Rock on Friday on SmackDown, and I was like, mm. this pops amazing. And here are some other pops, and she's like, that's nice, dear. Um, <laughs> but the the presentation and the build and Cody coming down to the ring and the fact that they defeated the bloodline the night before and then they equalized the bloodline and there's the perfect number of people between it was done yeah they had their opportunity oh, yeah, yeah. so there becomes the, the fear that you do spin it far too long yeah and um, so I think you're right it has to end with one of those two Will Campbell says a wild lorry has appeared one Tony's new gimmick is way funnier than it has any right to be two I think Ricky was turned heel to keep punk babyface but he's doing amazing with it and three can't wait for Grand Slam in two days because I'm going. Ooh, Cheers. jealous. Uh, bit jealous. Um, partly just because you're in New York, to be honest. Uh, Noshua says, watching you guys over the last year and a bit has been awesome. Went to All In last month and looking forward to Royal Quest 3 and WWE's Sunday Stunner show next Ooh. month. Thanks for helping me get into pro wrestling. Jam that jam. Um, jealous of you with the ticket hype. Everywhere. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to Royal Quest yet. I would I, very much. I think I am. Are you really? Yeah, I think Check I am. Check you out. I know. I'm going to get... Um, who are you getting? Zach and Osprey? I don't know. Is that a Royal I Quest? Just, I was I'm asked sure you want to go to a wrestling show across the road, and I went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think you're getting Zach and Osprey, in which case... Big week for me. Hate you. going to hustle wrestling. Oh, hello. I'm going to see Blink-182, and then I'm going to uh, Royal Quest 3. Two out of three ain't bad. Huge, huge, huge um, Buffalo Man has said, as a fellow member of the Blake family, it concerns me that Laurie doesn't fully appreciate L.A. Knight yeah please put money toward a new t-shirt for him yeah I, I just don't i'm sorry you don't get it i just i get it <laughs> like it's fine you i just don't think it. it's like wow you know wow i'm not like so wow. I, d I don't think it should be like the i don't think it's the deal everyone's made it out to be i think we're i think he's a... very good at a very classic promo okay and that's fine but there are better talkers so many better talkers in the same company that he works for that take is hot and spot that is a uh extra hot nando's peri peri take it'd also be you know if he was really good in the ring that would, <laughs> would matters uh, and mike the jeweler has donated 50 dollars. thank you so much for that contribution hello all the rest of crew thanks for all the work ollie you probably don't watch the show but i hope you have fun in japan luke hello fakador what's up what's up happy birthday pete tempo t what's good my guy sat hi cm punk to TKO confirmed, uh, and then and has donated again to say, oops, forgot to say hello to the professor. You did, but I won't take it too personally. Quick WWE question. If your opinions were, um, if your opinions would Rock and Cena stay for a while or Rock was a one-time thing and Cena for a few weeks? Also, Eddie is the best pure emotion coming through on the screen. Chin up, tits out, shoes. Um, Eddie is the best pure emotion on the screen. That's, mm. that's what I mean by letting him do his thing and not trying to shoehorn him into a, or, or box him into this kind of like back and forth sit down promo. Just wind him back and let him go. Yeah. You know? yeah. It really works. Uh, Rock was a one time thing because they were in 
the same place at the same time. Nice and convenient. Yeah. Cena is currently there for, um, I think he's wrestled like 17 matches since 2021, which mm-hmm. is mad. Like when you think about how little has actually been there. He's there for a few weeks with the righteous strike being off. I think even Batista said something about being. Yeah, none of these guys are busy. They're not doing anything. Get them in. With the writing and the, the action yeah. strike. There's um, so much tequila you can make. This but, is what this is it. Come on, know. Dwayne. And he said that this was one of the top five reactions he's ever had. In I life. think this is it. I think that might have gone off. Yeah, Ooh. I think sometimes you you know you just get the bug back, They're right? Magic. Like you know, and I think you could, like because you can see it in Punk's face, right? When yes. Punk returns and he gets yes. that ovation, you can see that like I was maybe unsure about coming back like full time. Yeah. But, ooh. Mm. And I think you see the same thing in Dwayne's face when he comes out. There's that sort of like it was, I think he was he was expecting a big deal was to be yeah. made. But I don't think he was expecting quite that, that big a deal. That was a double pop. There was the pop yeah. of the people, and then there was he walked out. There was the second pop. Yeah. The pop of the music, pop of him. Um, also, I mean, look, it, CM Punk saying he's free in two months, and then Chicago Survivor Series. We could have seen a CM Punk and The Rock all making a return yeah. 10 years hence at the same time. <laughs> run it back. At, there are two WrestleMania main events. Nobody has to go yeah. home upset. The fact, um, that, <laughs> you know, the fact that he's in the second main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, and I'm not. Um, and then meanwhile, poor Cody. Just knocking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, although, one day, no. One day I'll finish this story. I want Cody. Here's, here's, my, here's my pitch. Yeah. Cody Rhodes wins the world title in Chicago at Survivor Series to free up Ro- Roman to come back at the Rumble. Jay knocks him out. Cody, Jay at Mania. Roman, Rock at Mania. Not for a belt. Ooh, Keep the title away yeah, from Rock. Yeah, that's that's my little pitch. Because um, I just imagine number 30. Ah, boom, and like it's Roman Reigns' music and everyone's like, oh, we haven't seen him since Chicago. Ah, I just yeah. think of it as a big pop. Anyway, that is a conversation for a show that is not AW Collision. And I believe, I'll just refresh and double check, um, Oh, we didn't run a poll today, uh, but how did you feel about the show overall? I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed. Yeah, like it was. It was thumbs fun. up. Yeah, it's thumbs up. Did good wrestling. Good wrestling does the job. Good I wrestling. just want more meat. Yes. I just want to know. I just want. You've got I your just, veg. Yeah, exactly. I've got plenty of veg. Yeah. I'm feeling athletic. I'm feeling lean. Maybe I just you... want some. Now I want some stodge. Like, let me get some. Let me get my teeth into something. Now. You want to douse it with some savage sauce. So, thank you, you so much made for. Me swear on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here on the AEW Collision Review. I've been the Professor Dan Lane. Thank you so much for stepping into the breach, Laurie Blake. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I'm supposed to do to wrap up. No, some... I think we just we say, just go away. We just say goodbye. Jam oh, nice that time, jam, jam, jam. All that stuff. I'll see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow for the Raw review. We'll be back on Wednesday for the Dynamite review. Uh, no, Thursday, because Wednesday is Dynamite. Yep. So the Thursday review will be of Grand Slam, Dynamite Grand Slam. What may or may not happen on that big show. Um, loads of other stuff going down this week. You'll see something very special on Wednesday night featuring these two. Mm. Or maybe not featuring these two, but probably featuring these two. Yeah, keep your eyes appealed to PFK for Wednesday. Something a little bit special. In the meantime, be good to yourselves and each other. Um, I'll figure out how to turn the stream off now. Jam that jam. jam, that jam. Bye bye. Jam. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.